1: 1075
0: the game. And welcome in to the Garnet Trust Hour here on 1075 the game. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell, along with you, with today's special guest, BJ Mack, who is one of the newest additions to the South Carolina basketball team for the 2023 season coming in out of the transfer portal. From Wofford, uh, BJ, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing this morning?
1: Hey, I'm doing good, doing very good.
0: We're very excited to have you here. Do anything radio-related before?
1: Yes, I have. Back at um, Wofford, I did.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah, he was just telling us this is not his first time, so
2: uh, this, should, this should go well. BJ, um, we got to start with the obvious, um, and, and that is how you ended up at South Carolina. So whenever uh, Coach Paris talks about recruiting process he always tells that story about how he was I think going to the SEC tournament and um, like I picture him just like finding out you're in the portal and just like hitting the exit uh, going by Charlotte and being like I gotta go see this guy Uh, but he always talks about how he basically uh, was like I I gotta get there quickly and and made it a priority to uh, to go see you so how kind of take us through it how did that first meeting with Coach Paris, uh, go and, and did you realize at the time that he had basically just like took the team bus, I guess, uh, at the Charlotte exit up there?
1: Um, when when I first entered the portal, Coach Paris was the first coach to call me and my dad. And when he told me, like, when I he's like, I'm going to come and see you, I don't care when it is, or what time it is to be able to see you. Um, so he I guess he hopped off on the bus and came straight there. I was at Wofford at the time, so we met, like, at the gym and was able to talk for a little bit. And then I knew from right there that he showed that I was a priority for him. So what
3: was it during – what was the message that he gave you? You know, the first time that you guys were able to kind of have that conversation or even if you get into more of the in-depth conversations that you guys were able to have, what was his pitch, I guess, for lack of a better term? I know he wasn't trying to, you know – sell you on something but what was the message like from coach paris as to why you should join the program
1: his message was just being able to be able to play at home mm-hmm. also being able to be a part of such uh, being able to bring back south carolina to a legendary state just like Cindarius was when he was here a couple of years ago so just being able to restore that legacy that south
0: carolina has and uh, given that Coach Paris was at Chattanooga for a couple seasons there, he's obviously very familiar with your game at Wofford. How much did you know about Coach Paris prior to talking to him? Uh, you know, when he was recruiting you here to come to South Carolina, uh, I knew
1: a little bit about him. Just like you said, playing against him at Chat for two years, so I had a good uh, understanding of how he coached and how how he feeds his players, and also just by talking to guys like Malachi was that who just played last year at Gonzaga and um, uh, DeSosa who was just there at chat so just talking to them when I was in the transfer
2: portal seeing how they felt how he was treated so uh, BJ when it became decision time um, were there some other schools that were kind of right there with South Carolina like how who kind of did it come down to or was it more just like all right South South Carolina is kind of just where I want to be
1: it came down to choosing between uh, South Carolina and Alabama. It was mm-hmm. really like, do I feel like I want to go home for my last year of school, or do I want to play away from home? And I felt like I want to be able to play at the highest level and be able to be play close to home. I have a lot of family that lives around here in Columbia and in Charlotte, so I felt like it was just a
2: great day, de- a great idea, just for that. Did uh, did you follow some of the social media reaction when you committed? Like I, fe- I felt like it was. <laughs> There's like a really big deal around here. Um, Coach Beamer from football, uh, I guess he couldn't say your name yet, but he was like tweeting beforehand. I think maybe uh, Coach Staley was tweeting about a big day for, for men's basketball. What what was that moment like, not just for you, but then to just see kind of the reaction from game cognition?
1: It was great. Uh, it was such a positive um, thing coming back. I felt like I've, I got showed a lot of love, even on my visit. When I came, that a lot of people were just saying, "Hey, we really want you. Hey, this is a family here. Just welcome home." So, I felt like it was a great thing. When you, t- how did you tell Coach Paris that you were coming? So when I called him, at first he was nervous. He was <laughs> like, "I hope this is a this is a great call." And I was like, "Yes, sir, it is." So I just told him, and it was around like probably like ten PM mm-hmm. when I told him the night before. And he was just excited. He was saying that he was up running up and down the stairs at his house.
2: <laughs> so, um, so that was the night before you went public, sort yes. of. Yes. How uh, how how does that process work on the like on your end of it? Are you like, all right, coach, I'm committing. Just don't tell anybody yet. I'm gonna do. I'm to put some stuff out tomorrow. Yeah. What? Uh, how, how did that work on your end?
1: So like the night before, like you'll do, like you'll call all the coaches that were in like your final five or four. And explain to them, like, oh, this is the reason why I won't be continuing to go to whatever school that is. Mm-hmm. So I did. I called all the all the coaches and let them know. They were all just, like, class X about it. It was like, we understand. We just wish you the best of luck during the season. Hopefully it's not a plan when you play against us. But, <laughs> hey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what did it mean to you that Coach Paris was the first one to reach out to you once he found out that you were in the portal? It meant a lot. It
1: really showed that I was such a priority for him and being able to be one of the first guys in the portal for, like, a grad student. And it just showed that, like, hey, like, he's showing putting this priority on me. I have to take notice of that. because, And when you're in the portal, you will see a lot of people that just see, look at stats and numbers and not really look at, all right, this is the guy that I want, and how can he help my team get better, but also how can we help him get better to reach his next goal? And that's what Coach Perry showed me. Wes and I
3: talk a lot we we do a lot of football recruiting coverage right and so it's always interesting to see like we feel like it's different guys coming out of high school in the recruiting process versus the transfer recruiting process seems a little different like did you find that in your own recruiting process coming out like the differences between high school and when you're coming out of the portal and I know you've had a couple transfers but whichever one you want to take, you know, South Florida to Wofford, Wofford to South Carolina, were you more like honed in on like precisely what you want, like more of a business decision type of a feel for the transfer decision?
1: Yeah, yeah sir. Coming out of high school, it's more of like you're trying to find like a, another home. Mm-hmm. So you're not really – you don't really know coming in of like, or this is like a certain list of questions I should ask or how things are going to be when mm-hmm. I get there or things of that nature. So coming from – this time coming around from w- Walford to South Carolina, I knew, all right, there's a set guideline of questions that I want to meet for each coach. How am I going to be used? Like, how are, how is the community built around the school? Uh, things of that nature. So you just want to feel more comfortable being there. Of like, all right, this is especially
0: coming in with your last year. With uh, this past year being Coach Paris's first year at South Carolina, what did you see out of the program, and what really sticks out to you about what happened in year one for him? I see, I see that they had a lot of guys that were hungry, ready to ready to
1: compete, and a lot of games I was watching when I was at Walker, since we're so close. Um, just seeing that they were in a lot of games, they just didn't really have enough firepower because they were so young, and everything is the first year, so not a lot of the guys knew how to play together,
2: but. Now we have a lot of older guys this year, so we're expecting to do a lot of great things. You're just joining us. We're hanging out here at the BJ Mack in studio. BJ, you are telling us off air, been on campus for about a week now. So I guess, first of all, how uh, how's the first week been? Has it been, I guess, what you expected? It's been
1: great. Yeah, it's been really what I expected. I've been going around a lot of people seeing. We've been to a lot of the baseball games. Mm-hmm. So being able to do that, had a lot of fans
2: there to support support us and the baseball team so it's been a great time were you a baseball fan in general before or you were just like uh oh, they're, they're pretty good let's go check let's go check uh, it out i
1: I'm not really a big baseball fan <laughs> I know a little bit I know like the basics of it so I was like hey my cousin was in town mm-hmm. and she's a softball fan okay. so she was like I want to go to a baseball game so we all went as a family
2: cool man so uh in June for basketball obviously this is off season but they're you know College athletics. There's really not too much of a real off season. Like I know you're always busy doing something. What does this month look like for you all as far as like your prep for for next year? Is it more weightlifting right now? Can y'all do team activities? Like how how does that schedule sort of look for yourself right now?
1: So we do a lot of it's like during the week we have like a total of like four hours where mm-hmm. we can work with the coaches. So, like, we'll split it up to do 45 minutes on the court workouts or we'll do, like, an hour where it's, like, a team setting where we we'll do, like, a team practice and getting established new plays, new play calls and identities of how the season's going to look for us. So that's what we're doing right now. We lift for about probably we lift Monday through well Monday, Tuesday we lift and then we got a specialty day for working on, like, our body with flexibility, mobility things. And then two, Thursday and Friday, that's when we uh,
2: lift again. So you're doing some yoga? Is that what you're telling us? little bit a little bit of yoga, a little bit of yoga.:
0: Need to get him Kendall's number and <laughs> get him into some of that hot yoga.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've done uh, hot yoga before in high school, so Well what did you I mean, so BJ was telling us he's six, eight. Is, uh, is yoga difficult for, for somebody of your size, or, or were you like kind of, man, I, I can do this?
1: At first, it was kind of hard, but, you know, it's some positions that are just naturally harder for taller guys. But as you go on and you progress
0: throughout it, it gets a lot easier. So I know you've only been here for a short period of time, but what are the biggest differences between being ingrained in the South Carolina program and what you were uh, doing at Wofford?
1: Just the community base. Wofford is, has a, lot, a small little community. Um, so, so far, that I've been out walking around campus, or just going to get something to eat off campus, you see a lot of fans that know your face, know your name, and they just want to just tell you congrats, thank you for coming and everything. So what when you look at your game, right, um,
3: I, I want to get into maybe some player comparisons and some of your favorite players maybe in, in the next segment, but what is maybe the next step for you on the court? Like you mentioned earlier, when you're looking at a transfer destination, Coach Paris is looking for somebody who can help his team, and then you're looking for somebody to help you take your game to the next level. So what does that look like exactly?
1: For me, it's being able to progress my body and get in better shape. That's what I heard a lot from when I my junior year when I did enter the draft and see what feedback that I can get. And they were saying that they wanted to see me be able to play on a bigger platform, on a bigger stage, and being able to change my body and get in better shape. So that's what I feel like one really big thing for me is being able to change my uh, change my body get in better shape what when you entered the
3: draft one more question on that before we go to break when you did enter the draft did you kind of go into it like just totally open-minded no idea what to expect or was it more i want to do this because i know i'm probably not ready but i want to get this feedback like did you use it as more of a resource
1: yeah i used it more as a resource I knew uh, I knew I went to the, I did the Hornets training camp. Mm-hmm. So when they did their draft draft process and that was the only draft team I went to. So I did that coming in. I knew I wasn't going to be drafted or anything. So I just used it as a resource, getting the feedback, seeing how they think of me, what, what are some things that I could do to be able to in the next couple of years get to that pinnacle
0: point. We'll have more with uh, BJ Mack coming up next on the Garner Trust Hour before we hit the break, though. Or let you know about the 2024 SEC scheduling contest. Of course, the SEC uh, tomorrow night will reveal the eight opponents for South Carolina in 2024. Once Texas and Oklahoma officially join the conference, that announcement will be made on the SEC network. But if you go over to 1075game.com right now, you have until tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. And you correctly pick all of South Carolina's eight opponents for 2024. You can win yourself some tickets to South Carolina's home opener Versus Furman coming up in September, as well as a 1075 The Game prize pack. Don't miss your chance. To be a part of the 2024 SEC scheduling contest on 1075thegame.com. More with Garnet Trust Hour and BJ Mack up next here on 1075 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the game, Gox. 1075 The Game. And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 1075 The Game. Tyler Head, Wes Mitchell, and Chris Clark along with you, as well as today's guest, B.J. Mack, one of the newest additions to the South Carolina basketball roster transferring in here from Wofford. Uh, B.J., prior to Wofford, you were at South Florida. You've been around the game of college basketball for quite a while now. What's this journey been like up to this point? Uh, It's been an
1: up-and-down journey. Starting off with my freshman year, coming in not really knowing, uh, anything about college basketball really of how it's played the pace and the intensity that it's in so being able to not really play a lot that was kind of a, a down thing but then coming to wofford it picked up and it's been it's been a great
2: ride we we're just talking off air about uh some of your best moments i guess tell everybody out there what what was your best game like when i when i asked you that off air it seemed like a game instantly maybe shot to the front of your mind. Was there a game that you just look back and you're like, man, I'm just in the zone this day? And, and what happened on that day?
1: Uh, the best game when I was probably on fire was probably when I was at Wofford my, well, this past season, well mm-hmm. no, my junior year. And I, we played at Gardner-Webb, and I went for like 28. That was probably my best game of like scoring the ball. But overall... I feel like my best game was probably against Furman. We played we played at Furman, yep, in the Bonsoirs mm-hmm. this past season, being able to showcase how I can pretty much be a factor all over the floor uh, just offensively and defensively. Something that coach Paris
3: pointed out um after you officially signed and he could officially talk about you was just how well-rounded your offensive game is. So I feel like it's pretty unique, right, cuz you're Six eight, um, you're a six eight big man, but you're a really strong free throw shooter, and you can also shoot the three, right? So, how tell us about how you became such an adept shooter, and did the three point game kind of develop since high school? Is that something, or is it something you've always kind of had in your bag?
1: Um, the three point three point shot is I've just always had since I was like a young kid. Everybody said I had a great touch mm-hmm. as a young kid, so I was just being able to. Progressively work at that and being able to help space the floor because in the game of basketball now is transitioning to to more outside. But I know like that's not really like a, the main focus of my game. Being able to be able to be more versatile in it and know that I can post somebody up or if I need to, if I have a bigger guy, then I can step out. So I have a, a
3: player comparison, and you can I will not be disappointed if you disagree at all. And it's kind of an inside joke. I, I hate making player comparisons, like when people ask. But I had one that came to mind for you, Al Horford.
1: Do you like that? I do, I do. I, yeah, a little hesitation. A little, it's because like I know for like seeing how people how I play and then watching like a lot of key in on Al Horford now. I, I see a lot of the comparisons. So it's it's interesting. Okay, I'm, I'm I'll give myself a check for
3: that. A plus. <laughs> so we watched. We're so old now. We watched Al Horford play at Florida against South Carolina, and he was a great player. But, like, I thought it was interesting because he's also a big man that can shoot. He's not a seven-footer, right? He's, what, six nine, maybe 6'10", so a little bit taller than you. But his he didn't shoot the three in college at all. And his first eight years in the NBA, he barely shot. Like, he picked it up in, like, year nine. And now you look at this past season, I think he took the most threes he ever took, and he's, like, 40-something percent. So that that's kind of made me think of you because strong shooter, big man in the paint.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, I know, like for when I was going through this uh, recruiting process, a lot of the coaches were comparing me with my versatility to Draymond, Draymond Green. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but it was like you shoot the ball way better than he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. Now, are you gonna cause as many problems in the game as Draymond does? No, you gonna no. pick up some texts? No, I'm not. No. That's uh, good to know. I might pick
2: up probably one.
1: And, and because, <laughs> that's because it, it the refs
2: did something. So uh, have you always been a big man? Like, you know, some, some guys it seems like uh, maybe they just hit a growth spurt at some point, And then there's some, we've all been around some kids that are just like, you're always the tallest guy and you've been the big man for as long as you've played. So as far as your progression in the game of basketball from when you were a kid to now, were you always like tallest guy or?
1: I was always the tallest guy. Uh I was always the tallest guy, but being able to, when I, all my friends were guards.
2: So, yeah.
1: Only way I was going to be able to keep up was having to play like a guard. So, Mm -hmm. now being able to work out with them, like when I was younger, I did a lot of working out with the people that trained Stephen Curry. So, when I was growing up, doing a lot of that, working out with them, and then now uh,
2: progressing with my game. So, how how long have you, for how long have you been six foot eight? Like, do you know, At what point in your life you're like, probably, dang, I'm six eight. Probably for like the past two years. Okay, so that's still a little bit of a later yeah. in life. What What were you out of high school?
1: High school, I was six five.
2: Okay, wow. Oh, All right. Wow. Uh, did not know that. And that's uh, some late growth.
0: Yeah, a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, not bad, man. So free throw shooting as well. You talked about your touch. Is that something you've always just kind of has come naturally to you, or are you like sitting there taking? 1,000 shots a week at the line.
1: That's always been a natural thing for me. Uh, my dad, he's always been preaching that you can't be like Shaq at the free throw line. So <laughs> I just had to – I always think about that when I'm at the free throw line, just all right, I got to make both of these because I know he's going to be in the stands and after the game, he's going to be like, oh, you should like Shaq.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, have you noticed there's nothing that ticks off older basketball fans more oh. than missed free throws? Like, yes. the people will just be in the stands, like, just – Roy raging about free throws, so yeah. I, I feel like you're going to be a fan favorite from day one because you can shoot your free th- free throws. So yeah, uh, hopefully, I am. Hopefully, when I uh, knock down these free throws this coming <laughs> year, that
0: I'll be a fan favorite with that. Well, we talk about player comparisons, and obviously, you guys are, are different sizes. But when you look at a guy like Hayden Brown and his transition from going to the Citadel to playing at South Carolina in the SEC this past season. Do you kind of uh, compare your, or compare yourself to him a little bit in, in in making that transition now? A little. I see that me
1: and Hayden both are very versatile bigs, and we are coming from the same conference. So I've seen a lot of, like Coach Paris showed me, a lot of his film, especially in the recruiting process of how the shots that Hayden was getting is like some of the most kind of the, a lot of the shots that I would get, mm-hmm. and just being able to, play out of those, and being able to help the team because in those shots, it will be very much like I'll be able to, because they say he said I shot up from the field last year. My three-point percentage was better than Hayden, so being able to do that. So you were telling me uh, before we jumped on air here that
3: you actually know Miles Studi a little bit. We're going to have Miles in Vanderbilt transfer, who will be your teammate this season on Thursday on the Garnet Trust Hour, and you guys got to play against Vandy, uh, give us a, a quick scouting report on Miles, and then I got a follow-up question off that.
1: So the scouting report on Miles was if he gets the ball up above his head, it is automatic. <laughs> so you have to make him put the ball on the floor and make him drive to the basket. So with that, at the beginning of the game, that did not happen. He, <laughs> uh, he scored the first 10 points on us. So we called a quick timeout, and after that, it was we were more locked in on his scouting report. And they had um, a big Liam Robinson who's in the yeah. in the draft. Yeah, he was killing us too. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was a that was a bad, day. tough day. Yeah, it's a tough day
3: with that. V- Vandy was it was a good team, well coached team, good team. Um, so the big given that Ed Walford, you guys played obviously in your conference, but you also stepped out and played, you know, SEC teams and um big time competition. Had some really good teams in in your own conference as well. But what now that you've had a taste of it? At Wofford, what was the biggest difference between, you know, if you look at a Southern Conference team versus a Southeastern Conference team, is it just the pure athleticism? I know everybody's skilled in college basketball, but what's the biggest difference in those two levels?
1: Um, I feel like it's the biggest thing is athleticism, but also it's the height with bigs. Yeah, You Mm -hmm. see a lot of, at the mid-major levels, it's a lot of probably guys that are 6'8", 6'9". But then when you go to power five, It's a lot of (laughs) seven-footers, seven-two people. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get my shot off against somebody if you never played against uh, somebody that's seven-foot. How do you work on that? Is it just, I mean, practicing? I mean,
3: you're going to be going and practice against Josh Gray, for example, who's a seven-footer. Like, is that really what it is?
1: Yeah. For me, growing up at AAU, I've seen a lot of of seven-footers. So I know when I was younger playing against them that, all right, that's how if I play at the, the highest level. I have to play against him. I have to be able to get my find ways to get my shot off. And also playing against older guys when I was younger, that bigger, stronger than me, all right, I know if I'm going to be able to compete and play at that level, I got to find a way to get my shot off.
3: I, I took my stab at the player comparison earlier, but are what players at the pro level do you watch, if any, that you kind of try to model your game after and take things from?
1: Um, I try to model. Like now I'm looking when I was during the finals, Watching Jokic of how he's being able to be versatile with passing, and how he affects the game with probably shooting less shots than anybody because he scored in like the first game. He took probably three shots in the first half, but already had a double double, and that was it—a rebound and assist. Mm-hmm. So it's like how you, he's affecting the game in so many different ways. So to try to be more like that, and I like also, like I said, my player comparison with Draymond still being versatile, being able to be a defensive anchor, we're still working on that.
0: We'll have more with DJ Mack coming up next. Before we hit the break, though, I want to let you know about the 107.5 The Game Craft Beer Passport. Head on over to 1075 game.com and click on Sweet Deals and you can purchase so- yourself a Craft Beer Passport for just $99. It's a $285 value. Get it over 15 locations around the Midlands. Again, all yours for just $99. Head on over to 1075 game.com. Uh, and click on the Sweet Deals tab, tab for your craft beer passport. More on the Garnet Trust Hour with B.J. Mack coming up next here on 107.5 The Game. What we're talking about on 107.5 The Game. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. And back in on the Garnet Trust Tower here on 107.5 The Game. Toddhead West Mitchell, Chris Clark, along with newest addition to the South Carolina basketball team. B.J. Mack, and uh, you mentioned it uh, briefly there in the last segment, uh, You know, looking at the way Jokic played in the NBA Finals. Of course, the Nuggets wrapping up the championship last night over the Heat. What are your thoughts about what you saw in the Finals? Were you uh, cheering for the uh, Nuggets, or did you not really care either way?
1: Uh, I was cheering for the Nuggets. I was saying before that it was going to be Nuggets in five, and I made a great prediction.
2: So... Who's the best basketball player of all time, B.J.? Oh, God.
1: Oh, not Here we, go. Here we go. Here we go. That's the GOAT LeBron James.
3: Who who was it that we had in the other day that said it was LeBron all the way? Somebody from the football team. Help us out, Tyler. You have I think it's Mokaba. Uh, it was Mo Maybe? It might have been. That's where my head went, Mo I think that's right. We yeah. need to get a player, like a Garnet Trust Hour player roundtable and sure. have arguments uh- on.
2: <laughs> all right, all right. No, I think – I don't. I don't even think that this would be close because – all right, BJ, um, among your teammates, and, you know, just teammates in general, I know you're just getting maybe to know some of the guys here at Carolina, but even going back to Walford days, do most guys, like, around your age agree that LeBron is the GOAT, or is there, like, arguments about it in the locker room?
1: It's arguments about it, but majority of the people
0: say it's LeBron. And then all old heads <laughs> yeah. say Jordan. Say Jordan yeah. Well, I mean, we got to understand, he would have never – seen jordan play live it would have had to have been highlights or watch a thing like the last stand so his entire lifetime yeah. watching basketball has been nothing but lebron correct
2: yeah but the the old heads only remember the shots jordan made yeah and don't remember the shots he missed i feel like
1: no, they they, they never forget
3: the first seven years of jordan's and career and a lot of the old heads also don't watch current day nba right so there's always like some recency bias in it yeah um all right well let me get your take on this one so one more like nba like pro basketball question i i can't stand when people say the 72 celtics would destroy the warriors or whatever i'm like man it would not it would be like 120 to four the the athleticism is way too I, i get the fundamentals and all that but like you know, George Mikan isn't coming down here and, and blocking Giannis.
1: You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it just all depends on the era that we're talking about playing. In. Yeah, because that has I feel like that with physicality has a lot to do. Because if we're if we're playing, <clears throat> if we're playing in like the 80s, 90s, where hand checking wasn't really a thing, mm-hmm. yeah. then cars that are used to just being all herky jerky, they're not going to be able to do all that.
3: Yeah, that's true.
1: And that, then, especially if you got a big like Shaq, who if you coming through, you're not coming through the paint on Shaq. <laughs> in the early '80s and '90s, that was not happening.
3: Yeah, so, you could. Uh, used to be able to like clothesline somebody, and like that looked
0: clean to me. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. <to get> <laughs> you you <laughs> now, mentioned you mentioned doing some workouts with the Hornets. Did you grow up a Hornets fan in Charlotte? I grew up um, knowing
1: a lot about it. I wasn't really a Hornets fan when I first started wa- really watching basketball because that's when LeBron was in there. So I was 100% a LeBron fan. And whatever LeBron goes, I went. But now I'm I'm a Hornets fan.
2: Do you, Do you remember who all was on the Hornets when you were like coming up?
1: Uh, when I really started like going to the games, it was like Gerald Henderson, Gerald Wallace, Raymond Felton.
2: Okay, yeah, that's some Bobcat stuff yeah. too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See, I remember that era when I when I was kid when I was kid it was Alonzo Mourning. Yep, Larry Johnson, um, Muggsy Bogues, Dell Curry. Curry, yeah, it was like that that group. But one, once they became the Bobcats, I was kind of like, yeah,
1: this is not yeah, the same. Yeah, it's, it wasn't the same. <laughs> it wasn't.
3: Sean May, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. remember
3: Sean May? Yeah, from UNC. It was a pretty good one. Um, all right, so back to the college game. We were talking earlier last segment about how you know some of your best games and how you guys saw plenty of high level competition, whether it's in your own conference, out of conference. Putting you on the spot again, but who are some of the best players that you've played against, just individual guys in college? Can you think of any? Ooh,
1: that's a good question. I would say Liam for Vandy is one. Yep. Uh, K.J. Williams at, at LSU, he's one. That Miles, he was good. Um, Adam Miller at LSU. Um, Wade Taylor, the fifth, fourth, that's at Texas A&M, mm-hmm. he was good. Uh, I'll say Jalen Slauson, Jalen Sloson, Jake Stevenson, Malachi, um, Gene David Gene baptiste who Coach Paris Coach too. Yeah. Uh, DeSosa, he's one. Um, Wool, Will- I forgot. Colin Woolbright and Trey Jackson that played at Western Carolina. Yeah, those are those are some of like the best guys.
2: Dude, so are you like a student of the game? <laughs> like you you've rattled off all those guys by name. You, yeah, uh, you I must kinda, yeah You must kinda yeah, you pay attention. Yeah. Like the, the scout isn't just like I'm gonna take this in and forget it. Like it seems like you really pay attention to opponents and details and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Just I I'm a am ai am a student of the game, knowing like who's uh who's supposed to be who on the team who's their best player, their what are their best identities and things that they do they like to do. So Try to focus in on that because that makes the game a way a lot a lot more easier when playing.
3: When you're getting ready for a game, is I know you guys have a lot of resources there. I assume you're watching a lot of film. Yep. Are you Googling
1: people? Uh no, nah, I'm not Googling people. Not not to get like <laughs> personal info to start talking about their uh, girlfriend during probably, the game or anything, but I'll probably go back and watch like the like couple of most recent games or like if they have highlights, watch them and see how what are some things that they like to do, whether it's, like, oh, does he like to do a step back going left or does he mm-hmm. like to do a crossover, things like that.
3: Have you checked out any of your – I know you are familiar with Miles' game, but some of the other guys that will be either already on the roster here at South Carolina or some of the guys that are joining you in the class, have you gone? Have you researched them and yeah, come I up have. with your, your scouting reports on them too? Yeah,
1: I have. I have. I've I pretty much did, like, the whole team. I know, <laughs> just to see how – what was gonna play with, and like, what are the some of the things to know coming in when we started playing in practice? Like, all right, I know this guy likes to shoot here, or I know he likes to do this when I'm playing on defense. Give us, give, you us, one. give us a little bit. Yeah, right? give us a
3: little bit. Let, let's go through a couple guys here. Um, Cooper,
1: Talon, yeah, Talon Cooper. All right, Talon, what's in? Talon is a pass for pass first point guard. He likes to do a little left to right crossover going down, and he likes to shoot like a nice little floater if he gets your hip a little bit. Hopefully uh none of the like none of
3: the yeah, other SEC no teams, teams are, listening. Listening. are listening. Free free scouting
2: reports <laughs> from B J Mac. Uh but, by the way, he's he's a newcomer as well, transfer. Yep. Have you transfer guys like bonded together? I mean y'all are all kind of coming in together. You you all it's kinda interesting. You all have had different experiences to this point, but you all have gotten here the same way, you know, via the transfer portal.
1: Um, I know me and Talon have um he's he's originally from South Carolina, from mm-hmm. Spartanburg. Like, anytime he was back at home, we would play pickup against each other and things like that. So we built a little connection right now. But I know Stephen Clark, who's from Charlotte with me, I went to high school with him before he went to um, Metro, Metro Christian mm-hmm. in Charlotte. Uh, so I know I knew him coming up. Any other scouting? report? Give us one on Stephen Clark. Uh, so when we played against Citadel, it was make sure Stephen does not get to his le- uh, right hand. Cause if he's if he's going to his right hand, it's going to be a
3: long night for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Were you able to
3: success? You mentioned earlier that Miles didn't go so well. Yeah. Miles Studio at the beginning of the game.
1: At the beginning of the game, for when we played Citadel, it was it was going good for us. But <laughs> then him and Arthur Ash, who was like their three point specialist, who was a transfer from Iowa. Ooh, that, that, they that's, got y'all? That's, nah, we won. We okay. stuck one out. But that <laughs> it still half, didn't go well? Yeah, second half did not go well.
0: You mentioned playing a couple of different SEC teams on the road last year, LSU, Vanderbilt, and Texas A&M. Put up pretty solid numbers across those three games. Were you surprised with how well you performed against those teams? Um, I, No, not
1: really. I wasn't. It was just more of, I felt like, I felt comfortable with, while playing against them, making sure that I we was good with scattered reports and just trusting the work and process that i've been doing
2: bj we like to let the fans get to know all of our guests here a little bit you know off the court off the field etc um any secret hobbies man anything if you're kind of not playing basketball not working out nothing to do you know can't do anything with basketball what are you kind of doing as far as your free time goes
1: uh i'll probably just be in my room just trying to find things to do like i'll play I like. i like to play video games a lot Mm -hmm. so i'll do that i'll get on like playstation and play 2k madden so that's really one of the big things and then like if i'm at home i'll go out and play a do fishing with my dad
2: okay i got you so um and you kind of took it away from i was about to ask uh so 2k obviously madden are there any other games you play or is it mainly Um, those two
1: mainly those two I do play Call of Duty so like mm-hmm. know, Warzone and stuff like that play
2: Th- those that's like the starter kit I yeah. feel like for guys your age is, it's always those games are you good at 2K are you good at Madden
1: yeah I am i am probably the best on the team at, at Madden and 2K and I, know able,
0: been, uh, and I know it's been I know it's been gone down. for a while are you so fan of the uh, college football video games do,
2: do you uh, do you like the college football Video games that uh, did, yeah. did you play those back in the day? Yeah,
1: I did. I, I did play those. I played those a lot. I played the last one was uh, fourteen. So yeah, I yeah. Looking forward to seeing what the what the new one's going to come out with.
2: Oh, th- this is a, this is a good question. And Tyler, he can't hear you anymore, but I I got it. Um, so if l- let's say you were let say you were playing football, or if they were to make hopefully they make a college basketball game one day. Um, there's been talk, BJ, about how. As far as the the players and NIL, and that football players may get offered, college football players may get offered $500 to be in the college football game. So, if there was a college basketball game and you were in that spot, would you, uh, do you be like, oh, I get to be in a game plus I make 500 bucks? This is amazing. Or would you more be like, I don't know, man, 500 bucks, like, I feel like I'm gonna need a little more.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, for- for me, this is it'll probably be like one of like the first times that I feel like a lot of college guys will be like the same way, It would be like, yeah, I'm doing it. It's five hundred bucks, it's okay. But like, hey, like I'm on a video game. That's something that you that's priceless of being. And you always dream of that, of being in a video game. And you always create your own person, how you wanted to be. So being able to see yourself in a video game, especially now with how mm-hmm. realistic it is, is it's will be amazing.
0: All right, we'll come back on the other side and wrap up today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour with B.J. Mack here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And back in on the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game for a few more minutes with B.J. Mack, a transfer basketball player from Wofford for South Carolina upcoming in the two thousand twenty three, two thousand twenty four season. Uh, before we talked about video games there, you briefly mentioned you like to do some uh some fishing. What kind of fishing do you like to do? Uh me and my dad we
1: do like bass and uh catfish.
0: What's the biggest one you've ever caught?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I haven't had any luck. My, <laughs> my dad he caught like a thirty pound catfish.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Like a river cat?
1: Yeah, it was like it's right like it was like we live, live in like Lake Norman. Like okay. Yeah. Lake yeah. Norman. So he caught one like right underneath like a little dark spot in it. Oh my gosh, he was so happy. He
2: did did the, you did you witness this? Were you there for this, or was I it was, was Dad like, oh man, I caught this? No, I was three foot. So you saw
1: before. it? Yeah, I saw it.
3: I saw, saw it. it. Documented so you fish and your dad catches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is kind of what it sounds like. Y'all. Now, are you cooking the fish? Here's no. another important. No, no. you got throw it back. Yeah, we throw it back in. No fried fish. Nah, no grilled I'm a, fish. I'm allergic to fish.
0: So I can't oh, oh man. That's oh, a shoot. problem. Well, that
3: yeah. is. Is it all seafood or just fit, like seafood. no fish, fr- no shrimp,
1: anything? Oh, all seafood.
3: That's, now, did you I'm have sorry, like man. a
0: did you have <laughs> a bad experience where you figured that out, or is it something you've always known? Yeah, I did. When I was eight, I was um,
1: me and my grandma. We had just got fish, and so I was eating it. She gave me a piece of it, and then uh, we were good thing we was driving right, by, right by a hospital when it happened. So it was like great timing for it.
3: Like the hives, like breaking out, or what was it?
1: Hives breaking out. My throat was swollen every day. Man,
2: that is rough. Way to bring down the mood, guys. (laughs) All right. Well, you can't eat fish. So, so what do you like eating?
1: Um, I like to eat like uh, chicken. Like my favorite is um tacos. I really like jambalaya.
2: Oh, nice.
1: So tacos, pizza. I'm pretty much just like a typical.
2: All the good stuff. (laughs) All all the the good stuff. stuff. (laughs) Yep the really good stuff uh so you mentioned your dad uh, I know we we didn't get to the link until late here but do you have some family friends that are listening in or going to be listening later on you want to shout out maybe
1: uh, yeah my mom uh dad my sister uh my cousin here uh Simone she's mm-hmm. actually at the softball field right now um so she's working out for them right now um uh
2: my grandma my aunt, uncles and my cousin Isaiah, who's that plays at UAB. Cool, yeah, whole fam. Uh, shout out to them. Appreciate them listening. Hey, so did you did you grow up a Gamecock fan, or who did you grow up pulling for? College wise, did you have a team,
0: or, or college not really?
1: wise, I was a Duke fan growing up. Okay, yeah, I was a I was a Duke fan growing up.
0: So like, I mean, it, I mean, you're in like the key state for college basketball, right? There up in Charlotte, right? Yes, sir, I am. You ever been to, did you go to any Duke
3: UNC games? back yeah, I did. Have you ever been to one? Yep, I did. I went
0: uh It was. I went to when
1: um, Grayson Allen hit the uh, three at uh, the Dean Dome. I was literally sitting courtside. I didn't know whether to be happy because I was on a recruiting visit for UNC. So <laughs> I didn't know whether to be happy and, like, jump up and down or
0: just sit there and just
1: be like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, great, Grayson Allen's a very controversial figure. Ooh, what are your yeah. opinions on him? I feel like he it, it's been a rough patch
1: for Grayson. He was a, he was especially what he at first, first couple of years at Duke he was great. Didn't have nothing any problems. Then he started tripping people. And it, it just went down there downhill. So he just got a bad name now.
3: Did You have a hard time rooting for him.
1: I did at first. At first I did Sigh well.
3: Like yeah. if he played for UNC, he'd be like your most hated player, oh, yeah, but then sure. you Duke, you kind of like grit yeah. your teeth and root yeah. for him a little bit.
1: You're like, "Ah, it won't it it's not going to happen again. It was just a timely mistake. <laughs> then it happened again. I was like, "Yeah, I can't help you no
2: more, man. <laughs> I can't defend that." I can't defend that one. That's the way it always is though when they're in oh, yeah. your team's jersey. Oh man, he did not mean to yeah, do, that. do that. He oh. didn't he uh, ag- purely an accident. So so, what did you decide? Did you uh, did you jump up and down and cheer, or did you do like one of those jump up and then sit back down? Yeah, I
1: did the one of those, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, me and my dad, we we're my dad was sitting on the other side because I was sitting right next to uh, Rashawn Black, who went to UNC. So we was doing there, and he was looking at me, and I was looking at him, and I'm <laughs> like,
2: I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I I feel like in your state where you come from it was it's kind of like south Carolina, clemson here you you have to like at birth pick one it seems like it's the same like you you're a duke fan or a unc fan and then there's no going back
1: oh yeah it's not yeah it's it's crazy because now like it's literally a split in my house because it's my mom and grandma she loves they love unc to death Mm -hmm. now it's just me and me and my dad was duke fans growing up
3: what uh what team are you most looking forward to playing this season Let's pick an SEC team, I suppose.
1: It or Clemson,
3: or you could say—I was going to say—yeah, you could say oh, yeah. Clemson.
1: Clemson I know I—I got to get Clemson back from when they played us at Wofford. I know that, <laughs> but uh, for SEC, it would be Texas A&M and Alabama.
3: Yeah, and y'all—you played A and M when you were Wofford as well. Yeah. Not Alabama, though. Uh,
1: no, nah, we haven't played. We didn't play Alabama,
2: but they were in his final two. They yeah. were in the final two. Yeah. yeah we did saw you them. did you visit out there? Official official yeah. visit? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, how was that? I'm sure it was, it, was, good. it was cool.
1: Yeah, it was a cool experience. I got to see a lot of, like, the football facilities. I met with Nick Saban. You met Saban? Yeah. He's a cool dude, actually. Yeah, he's a really cool dude. He is
3: like, about Wes. He's about the height of me or Wes. I was so, going probably you, similar. Yeah, yeah. That. Towered yeah. over him, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. He tried to recruit me to play football there. <laughs> what well, position? A tight end a defensive end.
3: I like offensive tackle. I, so,
0: That's so, what I'm I, with. I, I imagine Saban saw you on campus and probably knocked over like 20 people trying to get <laughs> to you. Right?
1: <laughs> nah, I, we, we actually went to his office, so I got to see all like his memorabilia, all of his rings and everything. So.
2: <laughs> got a lot of rings. Yeah. He won a couple. Yeah, he won a couple. <laughs> What was his recruiting pitch?
1: <laughs> his recruiting pitch was like, "Who wouldn't want to come to Alabama? You come here, you pretty much will be like a first rounder." I was like, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow.
2: So was he, he talking about have, football they, or, or basketball <laughs> at that point? Yeah,
1: football.
3: He was really talking about football. <laughs> Either one. He, he was being serious about the football? Yeah,
1: he was. Think? He was I, think he'd be, I think he was being serious.
2: Hey, have you played some football yeah, before?
1: Yeah, i stopped playing in ninth grade. I got hit in my knees as a tight end. I was like, yeah. Me and the coach <laughs> came to an agreement that basketball is more of my sport.
0: Now, how tall were you in ninth grade? Six five. Okay. So, wow, you really shot up three inches, like, after high school? Yep. That's crazy.
2: I, I mean... If Beamer hears this, then he's going to be re- – has he recruited you yet? Like no, nah, a- he hasn't
1: recruited me yet.
2: You got to meet Beamer? No, I haven't. But you met Dawn Staley. Yep.
0: Legend. What was what like- that like?
1: It was a great experience. She hugged me. and She was like, hey, we can't wait for you to start playing. Okay, I'm happy for you to be here.
0: All right, we're all excited for you to be here. Can't wait to see what you're going to do on the court this season. For the Gamecocks, thank for, thanks for taking an hour and uh, hanging out with us, and we wish you and your teammates the best of luck this year. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the Garden of Trust Hour with B.J. Mack. Coming up next, Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 the Game.